This is the business of sports. Should Major League Baseball shorten up the season? How do we present football to the audience of the future? I don't think that most players understand the power that they have. Michael Barr. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright. Scott Soshnick. Very basic math here. More bidders means more money. Evan Novi williams The team value has essentially quadrupled. And the leaders in the sports industry. Time to bring in our guest, Hal Steinbrenner. National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman. Atlanta Braves President Derek Schiller. Patriots President Jonathan Kraft. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi williams And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where... Nosotros. I like that. Thank you. Explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Today... We begin, well, first of all, congratulations to Bruce Kepka. He won the PGA Championship, but oh. Is that Brooks's brother? Uh, did I say Brooks Kepka? What did I say? <laughs> it sounded like I, you said Bruce. I heard did Bruce. I say Bruce. I heard Bruce. <laughs> Take it over. <laughs> Leave it in, Medina, please. Yeah, yeah, right. Brooks Kepka, who, congratulations, won the PGA Championship. He almost blew it. Back to back. Yeah, he was hearing footsteps. From, uh, he Dustin was creating Johnson. the footsteps. Oh, man. It was. It, he started out, uh, he had a seven-stroke lead on the field heading into round four, and DJ brought it down to well, a one-stroke I wouldn't stroke say DJ difference. brought it down. I'd say Kepka let him bring it well, down. You know, he, he got a little You're bogey. You're saying he came bogey, back to the field. Bogey, bogey, yeah. However, we do have the uh, exciting moment for Kepka where he could breathe a sigh of relief. Brooks Kepka from 5 feet 10 inches for his par and the 101st PGA Championship. There it is. There's your champion. How about how about that? Emotion right there out of Brooks Kepka. They both know how hard that was. That was anything but easy. That was at Bethpage Black on Long Island. And, of course, we're talking about uh, Bruce Kepka and or, or Brooks. That, I keep saying that. <laughs> I it, Brooks Kepka. Yeah, I, I just I'm I didn't say it before. Yes, I did. I think I said. Did I say it? You said Bruce twice now. I said Bruce twice yeah. now. Okay. Brooks Kepka won the title. He and did. I'm, yes. And uh, congratulations to him. 29 years old. This guy's a dynamo. So the question now is, will Mr. Kepka <laughs> <laughs> will he will he become now uh the next Tiger Woods? Will he have that drawing power? E- even after the tournament, as I said to Eben the other day, Brooks Kepka could be sitting next to us right now and I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. That's true. I, uh, if he was walking down the street and I pat, I mean, unless he was like dressed like the golfer holding the trophy with a hello, my name is Brooks, I couldn't pick him out. Evan, you? I couldn't either. I, the, the thing I find so interesting about him, I mean, he's the best big tournament golfer on tour right now, hands down, right? He's won four of the last eight majors. There are a, a number of golfers that I would be able to pick out if yep. they were sitting here. Rory McIlroy, Rory McElroy, Jordan right. Spieth, yeah. you know, Tiger Woods, Dustin Johnson. The, the list yeah. is actually fairly long, but the best golfer on tour is not among them. Right. Um, and if you look at his endorsement profile, he wears Nike clothing. Michelob Ultra is a sponsor. There's a few others in for NetJets. I think Michelob Rolex. Ultra? Is it, that the, I yeah, don't, he's I been don't... with Michelob Ultra for, for a bit now. Huh. Um, okay. But he doesn't even have a club sponsor. Did he pop one when he won? 
I don't. I don't I didn't, See, that's I didn't what he has it. to do. He's got to shake it up and pop a. We did a big Ultra. event with him in New York last year, but uh, he doesn't have a club spot. He doesn't have. There's, he wears. He hits tailor-made irons, I think, but he doesn't have a, a deal with them. Um, he doesn't seem to be a, a marketing force either. I mean, he just seems to occupy this kind of weird area where we're used to superstars in golf. Also How dare being, the athlete just be good at his trade? I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, I get I'm it, just saying that it, like he is both supremely talented and also does not seem to have either by his own desires or by the lot, desires of corporate America. Tim Duncan doesn't seem to have it. Who eschewed all well, endorsements? Well, most you endorsements? would know better than me. But Tim Duncan essentially was like, "I'm not doing this at all." Yeah, he right? didn't want to. Do, he just didn't want to be. Bothered. Brooks is doing yeah. it, right? He. I mean, he has a Nike deal. He has a Michelob Ultra deal. There's a few others. He's not opting totally out of it. He just doesn't seem to be his impact marketing wise certainly does not seem requisite to, to his talent. Now, I have to ask, because I have tremendous respect for Tim Duncan, I, and I think he was one of the greatest basketball players uh, that we've seen in our time. I always wondered why he didn't do sponsorships. wasn't interested. I, I knew his agent pretty well uh, back in the day, Lon Babby, and he said I'd bring him stuff, and he just like, nah. Wow. That was Tim. And and just, like Tim Duncan, who got paid and made a lot of money yeah. just playing basketball, Brooks Kepka is also, I mean, he's at thirty over $30 million dollars in career earnings right now, he's 29 years old. As well, what's the best player making Michael, one year? Um, he's in the he's in the top 50 all time in golf earners. Right after having essentially like a, a, a two and a half I know year Bubba Watson. strong career. I could pick out Bubba Watson. Yeah, I could pick out Phil. Obviously, all the others you mentioned, Sergio, Sergio, I would pick out. Speaking of which, are you shocked that Tiger Woods didn't even make the cut? Uh, am I shocked? Oh, well, yeah, you know what? That he didn't make the cut? Yes. yes. That's If it's just, am I shocked that he didn't make the cut because he had played so well? Even if he took some time off and preparing for the U.S. Open, whatever. Yes, I'm a little more than surprised that he didn't make the cut. Yeah, I imagine the uh, the folks over at CBS are both surprised and, and a little upset yeah. <laughs> that, that that Tiger didn't make the cut. I, I saw some some photos out from, from Beth Page's weekend. There were, you know, pro shops that had, had laid out entire sections dedicated to Tiger Woods. Come Saturday, had to rework the entire uh, floor plan, floor plan of the store just to get rid of all the stuff because he was he was no longer competing there. Seventy five percent off. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, you know. And and your story, Evan, about uh, talking about that the ticket prices went down even when Tiger, at the hype of it, uh, it went down. I thought it still at least as it picked up when Tiger, you know, was going to make the cut. I so far as I thought. That uh, ticket sales would pick up, but it didn't. Yeah, and again, they this is this PGA. They moved uh, to May from August. You know, they've got a whole new calendar. We're, we're a month less than a month, I guess, away now from the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Um, I would imagine there's going to be some hype coming into that, both for Tiger and for the newfound king of the golf major world, Brooks Kepka. Um, but yeah, interested to see come come U.S. Open time, kind of how much these these two storylines are still are still happening yeah, and how any- much. If any listeners would like to get me a gift, it's not birthday or anything, <laughs> but uh, I would like a Brooks Kepka fathead, and we'll put it up in the office. Facilities will take it down rather quickly. That's an inside joke, but <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to see a Brooks Kepka fathead somewhere. Scott figures if he looks at the if face long enough, enough, I'll be able to recognize I have it. my Russ Granick on, on the uh, ice cream stick, remember? That's on my desk. Yeah. Yeah, from the draft. They used to hold him up during the draft. It was the Russ Granick because <laughs> he did the second round of the draft. I was like, that's awesome. So I took one and I... Oh, I every important sports business reporter needs a Russ Granick yeah. fathead yeah, and a Brooks Kepka fathead. I have my, my, li- my little penny is on my desk. <laughs> Brooks Kepka, congratulations, sir. Whoever you are. 
anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, oh, this one, uh, this is hard for me because it, must it, involve meth. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> two plus two is what? Three? <laughs> How many laps is there in the 500? I know where you're headed. I, NBC, and congratulations, NBC. It's the first time that they're going to air the uh, Indy 500. Uh, if you're a fan of the 500, which I am, ABC has aired this thing from 1965 right. up until last season. Yeah. And it was just the main staple. And I think it was in the late 80s where they decided they were going to air it live. Because back in the day, uh, you would catch it either uh, in a condensed version, two-hour version at night, or you would catch it on Wide World of Sports. Give me the condensed 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 version the condensed uh, condensed yeah. condensed version give, give me the 520 minutes the, the show me what I need to see. <laughs> this, not, this, not every turn this is going to be uh interesting but, but so. they lost a million and a half viewers in three years i, I, from, I don't from 15 it. to 18 they lost a million and a half viewers yeah I, that's true and and i and i don't well see it's hard because that's i'm a diehard percent racer. of viewers also that's right so people I, have I, an understanding yeah. yeah you know and i guess part of it is because uh people uh, I, I'm not sure if they're not interested in seeing cars turn left, cars turn left, except you're just doing it at almost 230 miles an hour. Uh, but I, I, I don't understand. Well, that. it's getting promotion from NBC. You know, the Today Show is going to do, do the show from the Speedway. Tom Hanks is going to be guest guest host. You have on all other big properties. They'll promote it on the NHL. So hopefully those viewers make it there. And it seems from what NBC is saying – it's almost they're bringing the Olympics approach. It's going to be about storytelling. You're going to find out about the drivers. I think that's the way to go because your hardcore fan is there. If you're going to draw casual viewers to this thing, they better have a reason. I better have a vested interest in a driver, a car, something that makes me tune in. And they're going to try to appeal to those folks in the lead up to the race. So the name is not enough, in no. your opinion. But Clearly it isn't. We the know Indy that 500 is a is a... Hugh, I mean, to me, yeah. alongside the Daytona 500 is the two right, right. the two biggest U.S. Well, race yeah. events on the calendar. Now, now, do you guys? Now, I'm just just out there. Do you guys know who won the poll? No idea. Simon Pagano. Never heard. Of Never him. heard of him. <laughs> he he qualified at let's call it a Nats patootie away from 230 miles. No other an driver hour. better cross the Pagano line. It's 220. Thank you, Evan. Oh my God. Thank you, Evan. 220, and you won't say we, but you'll agree to that. Uh, 229.992 was the average Lord, for four Whether 229, 204, 220, they go fast. We get it. I just don't know how that translates to now increasing the audience. And, and Who be, is this guy? Tell me something. What is interesting about, all right, this is the poll guy. He's on the poll position. Great. What do I need to know about? What makes him special? Well, Why does he stand out? That's what NBC is going to do. You know what I want to know about these guys? I'm dead serious. I want to know what kind of car he drives. What, do you mean, what kind like, of when car you throw, he drives? When you throw up a little graphic, like, does he drive a Malibu? Does he drive a oh. Jeep? Well, I just want to know, what does he drive to work every day? He what drives is he? his sponsor's car. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. No, but maybe, maybe not. He doesn't drive a McLaren. No, surely he's not driving his, like, his actual race car. No, I know, but I, I just want to know what kind of car he drives. So you you're you're the obviously you're the casual fan. Yeah, I'm the one they need to get. Yes. So you're going to be into all the pre-race stuff. If they get me into all the pre-race stuff, if they make it interesting and fun, yeah. 
Go, going back to the TV rights for a second, NBC has has had a, a portion of IndyCar's rights for for decades now, right? So so this is not a it, IndyCar is not new to NBC, but the 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 Indianapolis the the, the this race is. Um, is there a benefit to NBC to having everything in in house? Is there doing this all on one network? Does that give them either leverage or some kind of storytelling ability that they might not have had when ABC had a yeah, few I think you'd of like the to bigger control races? Control the season long narrative if you can. You yeah. want to develop your themes, develop your audience. Yes. And this also seems to be a theme that's happening across motorsports, right? The, a couple of years ago, ESPN slash ABC got out of NASCAR, right? Yeah. And, and that kind of shifted over to to Fox and and NBC. Now, same kind of thing in this world, in the indie world, ABC getting out of out of it completely, and it's shifting over to NBC. Um, certainly, just makes you think That's about it, you know here, different strategies. Et let me tell you, like you said, like it sounded stupid when I went over a car, but here you go. You ready? I read it. I don't even remember where I got this story here, but it says NBC's already done a documentary on Mario Andretti. I've heard of him because it's the 50th, 50th anniversary of him, his only Indy 500 win. Correct. Cool. All right. I know him. And they have pieces in the works about the drivers, their teams. And you ready for this one? Even where the milk comes from, from Victory Lane. And, and that's fine. That That's great trivia. And this is what I'm hoping that they sell you on. But I'm saying somebody going off in a corner averaging 229, almost 230 miles an hour, and nobody is excited about that? Then every time the people, the, the women did their gymnastics routines on the beam, they should have I don't tens of millions of people's watching. Bar, they're flipping on something that's like four inches I wide. I get it. I agree with you. I agree so 10,000%. Degree, so that we know degree of difficulty is not what's going to draw the viewer. It's not it. Poor James Hinchcliffe. The Hinchliff. possibility of these cars exploding is well, what's drawing me. Well, see, man, that's wrong. <laughs> Let's be honest. But, well, Let's James, be honest. Hey, all right. Accept it. <laughs> but, that's part of it. But James Hinchcliffe, he was qualifying uh, over the weekend. And, I mean, this car snapped uh, so quick. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I mean, he tore up the race car, hit the wall. He's fine. But, I mean, these accidents look scary compared yeah. to what they were even Well, when you see the air get ago. underneath them and up they go and, yeah. By the way, a footnote, and I was watching ESPN, you know, as always, my sports center. I got to watch it in the morning on Sundays. Bar's the person watching sports center. I am. I'm the one at 9 o'clock in the morning watching it on a Sunday. You know what I did not see on ESPN in that whole hour block? No. Anything on Indianapolis. Okay. Which I'm wondering. Did Did you write in? No, I did not. Did write you it. call in? I'm just saying because. Did you tweet? Did you ES- tweet? Why didn't you? Why did tweet at ESPN? Why no indie in your? I'm wondering sport. if because they lost all the rights. I don't know if there's Put it an to issue this way. about that. Put it because to this way. ABC you, obviously and ESPN. If you've ESPN watched connected. ABC and ESPN lately, what they're showing gets a lot of attention. Yes, <laughs> their properties. I'll, I want to break it to Michael Barr. What they pay for and they get, they gave a lot more attention. This is a good time to mention that our guest this week, later in the week, is is Helio Castroneves. Long time. <laughs> was he on Dancing Indy with the Stars? Yes, he was. He okay. won it. Oh, he won? He won it. Oh, wow. Okay. Champion in two forms. Oh, wow. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Race right. car driving and dancing. Uh, and I'm sure he will have a lot of thoughts on both its popularity and, and its way to, to attract both hardcore and casual viewers. But I want to talk to him. We're, you're about to get a great lesson. This is going to be, let me do it, with Elio about how to win the casual fan. You think more people talk to him about driving or dancing? 
Oh, I get what you're talking about. It's more people. He deals with a life of driving, but all of a sudden, when he gets a break about someone talking, hey, when you were hoofing out there, yes, you know, and you won it, what was it like getting the mirrored ball? You think more people ask him about Dancing with the Stars than driving? I do. Okay, I don't. But I do. We'll find out. And wait, by, wait, wait, by, wait, wait, wait. We just we'll can't. Wait, 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 wait. We cannot just gloss over that. I think. I don't know if it's the right answer. I think Michael Barr just used the exact term for the trophy that they use yes, on the I show. Yes, I did. Yes, because that's the only season I watched of Dancing with the Stars. Oh my god! That's why I know the, it's the you mirrored didn't, ball. You didn't catch it. You were no. thinking the mirrored ball. That's mirrored. I knew he didn't make it up because he sounded so authoritative. He's like the mirrored ball. Yeah, I, I, Medina, producer, where are you? Help me. Yes. The mirrored ball. Did you know this? What about on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, so you did know that. Barr knew this. That, that, that's what they win. Oh, and Helio. Oh, sorry, I pronounced his Elio. name wrong. Helio. That's he won that, didn't he? That's right. That, Thank you for listening to the show as we record. (laughs) It's the art of multitasking. Yes, I can see. Okay. Sorry, I had to dart to the microphone. We apologize. You can can nap again. Let me me head on to the NCAA. They made a call. They said, nope, we are not sanctioning esports. Riot Games is creating a standalone governing body for collegiate League of Legends esports. Uh, because uh, the NCAA decided not to establish a framework. You know, this for is where I turn to Evan and say, "Your turn to speak." Evan. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The it, no, no surprise here. The NCAA <laughs> spent 18 months looking into whether it wanted to, you know, sanction esports in the same way that it sanctions other competitive, uh, you know, sports in football, baseball, basketball, etc. Uh, decided in the end, a unanimous vote last month from the Board of Governors that they uh, had no interest uh, in, in doing it. The NC doesn't want more now. on its plate. I think that's a wise Yeah, maneuver. I think there's a number of, of things at, at play here. One being that, you know, the NCAA has, a, has much bigger things to worry about right now than whether or not to offer uh, competitive video game competitions. There are some other things, you know, almost all <clears throat> lower level esports events have a prize package in them how does that mesh with amateurism how does it mesh with title nine uh there was resistance certainly a lot of people that i talked to in esports resistance from the esports community as a whole you know they've seen the way you know other sports interact with the ncaa they certainly don't want some of those things some of those headaches coming on board as well so in the end decided you know we're not going to do this right now but the the ncaa could sort of license and the NCA logo and school logos and and make it seem as if just take money. Yeah, and and, and schools can do that themselves. I mean, to to be totally clear here, the there's you know there are thousands of colleges right now with esports competitions yeah. right now. You know, and most of those are run either as club teams, so outside of the athletic department as a whole, or the the more legitimate ones are run through your arts and engineering school, you know, or your computer science division. And some are offering scholarships. And a lot of them are offering scholarships. Mm-hmm. Utah, one of, one of the biggest ones in that world, that's done through their engineering and arts department. Um, so that world is going to continue, right? The, the Utah is going to continue to play other colleges in esports. These club teams are going to continue to travel or to play digitally against each other. And leagues are going to continue to pop up. And Michael, you mentioned Riot. It certainly, it, it seems as though, at least in the next couple of years, Collegiate esports is going to be run by publishers, and Riot Games, which makes League of Legends one of the most popular, if not the most popular, esport from a, from a college standpoint, they're going to start their own governing body, right? So it almost feels as though Riot was waiting for the NCAA to say, you know what, we don't want to do it, and they're saying, okay, well we'll do it ourselves for our own game. 
Uh, so yeah. that will be owned by the publisher, which comes with, you know, its own maybe complications. Um, but at least for now, it certainly seems as though we're not going to see, you know, the Ohio State Athletic Department recruiting and offering scholarships to esports. Bar, you know what I need? What? I need Brooks Kepka playing esports so I could know nothing about both. <laughs> And and watching Game of Thrones in the background. And watching Game of Thrones in the background. Yeah, so I could know literally know nothing about all the topics. Winning the mirrored ball. Right? I'm, <laughs> I'm happy that I'm on Eben's side on that. It's one. worth mentioning as well. The NCAA kind of went through its process simultaneously as the IOC, the the International Olympic Committee, also is looking at the possibility of esports. Um, in December, I believe, uh, the IOC essentially said it was kind of premature to expect anytime soon to see medaled events in, in computer games. They have their own host I, of I issues. I got my money on Korea. Yeah, again, yeah maybe. Germany? The, the problems that they have are with the IOC is that the games are all own, they're owned by people. Is the problem, yeah. right? So, and and the the IOC, you know, has, has very much tried to stay away from from sports that are, you know, essentially owned by by for profit companies. So, you know, we'll see if they can figure that out. But my guess would be that the IOC comes to a similar conclusion that the the NCAA did, and just saying, listen, this is a big thing. People are playing it; it's popular, but it might not be for us at this time. Did we go long today? Yeah, we did, right? And we, yeah, it felt good. It feels long. Yeah, but it was good. Okay. It did, time went by, okay. Mister Brooks Kepka. I'm an old man. Don't don't be mad at me. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I kept. I don't know why I kept saying Bruce. Yeah, it's like you know. It's okay. okay. You got it. All right. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Sosnick and Eben Novi Williams. We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Indy 500 racer and mirrored ball winner, <laughs> Helio Castroneves. Elio. 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 Silent H. Elio. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, you're listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online, where you get your podcasts.